Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The RPG Show. I'm your host, Nick, and today I'm joined by the ever-awesome Kevin. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm feeling much better than last time, so... That's good. I'll be uh, able to actually talk this time, hopefully. I thought you did did fine last time. Uh, I mean, I had the flu or something, I don't know, so... I felt like I wasn't, uh, like, talking properly and shit. Okay. But uh, if you said I uh, sounded fine, then that's better for me then. Yep. Uh, so, what have you been up to between uh, our last uh, recording and this? Um, I think I just played the Captain America game for PS3. Because um, I'm trying to like knock out all the uh, like Avenger type uh, games. Um, and I got a few more left, but that was just like a shorter game before Trails came out. And then this. I think I did this first, then that Captain America game. That makes sense. But, uh, because it's like we were trying to talk about doing South, the South Park Sick of Truth, but it's just, uh, I don't know, I didn't think I had enough time to do it. But I saw you, yeah, I saw you beat in like two days, so maybe, I don't know, did you put like a lot of hours into that, or... Uh, I'd say, so I've, I've beaten it twice. I did, I did it on a PS3 when it came out, yes, and then I did it on uh, PS4 again because I was bored, I guess, and I was like, uh, I kind of want to play a short, quick RPG. Uh, and I did, so what I did on the PS3 when it came out originally, it took me like four days, and that's because I had to like, I did two whole playthroughs because like trophy guides weren't out yet and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, this most recent time, I had to do two like and a half playthroughs because I fucked something up. And like I was lucky, I had a save from earlier, mm. so I had to replay that. Uh, but I'd say you could probably comfortably, if you like know exactly what you're doing, get platinum in about ten hours. And if you just want to beat the story or whatever, maybe seven. Okay, well that's what the Captain America game was, but I don't know. I remember it took me like a week to beat, but that was PS3 when I probably didn't like was serious about it and just played it, you know, when I had some free time. Yeah, but yeah. Unfortunately, or I guess fortunately for me, uh, I am now officially like a loser shut in. So I, like, I'm 20 hours in trails, and I only started that three days ago. I was like, damn, dude, you. So, you must really like that shit to be 
you know putting that much hours into it and not be bored of it uh oh yeah i mean that's that's like my favorite thing to do just get immersed in a game and play the shit out of it and uh it's really not very conducive to having relationships with people which uh that's true that's true it's uh i guess i'll be single for a long time but you know what? it doesn't bother me too much well when i first got on the trails it was when i first got single again so that really like kept me from thinking about things you know like because you can really get immersed in that whole world just going around every time like i don't know you do some kind of story event like all the npcs change what they say which is really fucking cool and the, the battle system is kind of unique so you can take some time to like figure that out for yourself and how you want to play your characters and <clears throat> um even go gambling and get you know kind of do that kind of thing like you said you put spent a few hours doing that i did too i just got all the that's where i'm at i'm like 10 hours in i'm still in chapter one <laughs> so i guess you're on chapter two 20 hours right uh yeah i am according to the walkthrough almost over chapter two so yeah so i have got i got one more dungeon to go through and then i'll wrap that up but yeah the characters are really well written and they interact pretty good and they all kind of have their unique uh you know they're not one dimensional like the main characters right they're all kind of like got their own they're oh yeah they have their own like personalities and quirks and shit yeah so i think that's really cool so I think I like this game more than Cold Steel so far because the cast is smaller, and I feel like with a smaller cast you can do more with them. Yeah. As opposed to like Cold Steel, it's like oh you get like one forced party member, and then you bring two people along or whatever, and so like the people you bring don't always have dialogue because it's not guaranteed that they're always like they're supposed to be there and shit or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like I guess like it's a big problem with like like uh. Games with big casts. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy VI, I think, had that problem where, like, you could pick a bunch of characters, but then only a couple of them had actual storyline. Uh, like, yeah, a quarter of them. Dialogue. A quarter of them really didn't have a story. So. But yeah, that's. uh, If I were to be raking, like, story on the the Trails games, I think. uh, I like Sky better. Um,. I think Cold Steel is the the least my least favorite cast. Um, the only like, and I think what builds it up for me is that the cast older cast show up in those newer games, so that kind of like makes it better for me. But uh, like in the yeah, you get those callbacks, yeah, you get the callbacks. But uh, in Sky, uh, Trails in the Sky, like it's even smaller cast. The first game, it's like basically Joshua and Stell in like every new town you go to, you get basically like get the bracers from that town to join your party and then you move to the next town to get new bracers or whatever there's never i think you might i think the, the third is a third character that comes like that stays with you but for the most part you're like getting new characters each town you go to but you still keep that joshua and stealth thing so you really build up that that those characters and then at the very end of the game um the whole party gets together and then in the second game all those people from all those all those different bracers you get back again into your party so it really builds on that it take it's like a slow it's definitely a slow burn and uh it makes the to me it makes the world more uh immersive so but i kind of spoiled myself and saw that uh you've already seen like the storyline for both these games right because you watch the videos or something yeah when I, I never thought this game would make it here so i just 
because I was I played through Cold Steel one and two, and I did all the Sky games, and then <clears throat> I was like, I'm just gonna watch Let's Play because I didn't like they they were like this game's never gonna make it to the United States, blah blah blah. So I just watched like basically someone play through the whole game, which is kind of boring, but um, so I didn't. It's not as immersive or like not being able to control it or fight battles. Like just watching like the dialogue kind of gets boring, like because it's like 40 hours of dialogue basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know everything that goes on. I watched it, um, but I'm definitely getting more out of it this time. So, but I, yeah, I know everything that happens. So okay, uh, yeah, I was looking up like uh, where to find Shining Palms or whatever. Yeah, and somebody had a video from Ao, or Azure, I guess it's gonna be called in English. Yeah, uh, and it's like Wazzy's in the party, and I'm like, oh, okay, so they stick around. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, or there might be just a guest t- character type thing. Apparently, you get some guest characters in this one, so I'm assuming. Oh yeah. I'm assuming it's Joshua and Estelle, because why would it be? But I may be mistaken, and I also think I know that who Yin is, but because I feel like they've been on the nose, but it's also like two on the nose. Mm-hmm. Because like they keep saying Yin, oh that's like Japanese or e- Eastern for moon and shit, and so I'm like, well, there's a character. Who's affiliated with the moon right now? And then when they showed Yin, and because the, there's voice acting, I guess there wasn't voice acting in Evolution. Okay. Uh, but uh, it says man in black, but it's a woman talking, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that Yin is Russia, but uh, I guess I have to wait for that. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I mean, I'm not gonna tell. I don't. I don't want to spoil it for anybody else. <laughs> If she if she's not, then I will be generally surprised. Okay. But I kind of seen I've seen like um, yeah. uh, like pictures from like uh, Pin Limited, like they when they had the shirts and, and stuff for Rusha that she has like some like a scythe or something. Yeah. And so I know that she like she, she she's either like an enforcer or whatever they're called. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, or or Yin or maybe it's the same thing. So who knows? I guess I'll find out. But that's, I guess, one of the cool things about uh, Trails. If, if, like, the two people listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. If you about really... fucking a, a Bostra Factory. <laughs> yeah, if you really, I mean, if you if you listen to this podcast and you, you haven't played these games, like, uh, I think it's really worth it because it's only five hours, so you can knock it out in a night or two. And they're definitely, uh, the music's great and the story is, you know, interesting, has interesting things. So I really feel like if you want some, it's a palate cleanser, you know. That that's how I feel about it. Like you play a mm-hmm. you play a really really long game, and you know you want to just like something short, just to kind of you know rinse rinse out your mouth, I guess basically. Yeah. Um. It's nice. Well, yeah. So like kind of getting into that. Like if you like, like Imposter Factory is super story heavy. Yeah. And I would say it's a lot more sentimental in general. Uh, like this guy Khan Gao. Ken Gao, whatever his name is. Ken, it's Ken Gao, uh, right? Ken Gao. I thought it was Khan, but maybe maybe it is Ken. Hold on. Oh, uh, maybe I, I just... Isn't it spelled K-E-N, but maybe it's pronounced different? Uh, Khan Argao. K-A-N. Oh, okay. I, I'm assuming that's Chinese, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't want to mix up at the ethnicities here. He's Canadian, so that's, I guess, all that matters. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, he like... Uh, Okay. Uh, well, would Khan have an H in it though? Is this Can then? 
Oh, I, I guess. That's like, that's like Molousian Khan. Oh, fuck it. Uh, this guy, Mr. Gao. <laughs> his, uh, his stories are definitely a lot more sentimental and personal. Yeah. Uh, but if you like something that's just as good uh, narratively, uh, except more, I guess, lore-focused uh, and world-building-focused, uh, which we are kind of talking about before pre-show, uh, I would definitely would, we would definitely... Recommend checking the checking the trail series out. Oh yeah, well, uh, th we'll get way more into it in, in that next podcast. It's just gonna be a long one. So I'll, I'll be talking about it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have to show up. Just come to do the whole thing himself. Uh, no, because I fanboy out. <laughs> I, I forget more. Like you remember more detailed stuff than I do. I need you for story on that kind of stuff. That's fair. Um, especially names like. Terrible names. I just can't. I don't know what it is. If I'm just getting old, or I just never can remember names for whatever reason, unless I personally know someone. You know, like remembering names of like actors sometimes, even like of movies. I'm like that guy. He was in this thing. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I'm right there with you on that shit. Uh, so like, even like I can't remember actors' names or or even like artists' names or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like people will be like, oh, that so and so. It's great. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. And like, oh, they sang this song. I'm like, I still. They got any any other songs? Maybe in the list, a couple. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of know who that is now. Right. Yeah. 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 Or like, uh, this person was in these movies. I'm like, I don't really watch movies. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not all, all about celebrity worship. I can't really uh, yeah. help you out there. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I definitely understand the whole name thing because for me, people I know, uh, obviously, like you have to almost, and then. Uh, for games, I don't want to say like I develop a, a relationship with the characters, but they become uh, they're like like not like friends either, but they are like a important thing for my brain to be like okay, this person you you establish is, an emotional connection maybe some, with some of the good better ones. Uh, I mean, it's definitely possible. Like I don't feel connected to characters in novels or like any media or whatever, but I do, I guess. Uh, appreciate the, the the stories around them. Like, I love that, and I get engrossed in that. Like, I don't find myself having kind of, like, parasocial relationships with people or characters, because I know it's not, like, it's not, like, an actual relationship, so my brain doesn't let me make that kind of connection. Uh, I guess I guess it's perks of, like, having Asperger's or whatever the fuck I got. <laughs> so, uh, I definitely, but I do definitely get lost in the actual, like, world and the story more and so i find a lot of comfort in that see i like emphasize a lot like if it's a good story like i can emotionally feel what they're supposed to be feeling or what i think they're supposed to be feeling like i can feel that which is weird okay so like when i'm playing this game and like you know things happen i actually like you know for an rpg maker this is why i like this kind of like game like i i get the i feel the emotions in this in this game even though it's like a five-hour game, like I'm emo like emotionally feeling what, you know, some of these characters are feeling when things are happening. You know, so I gotcha. That's what I like. I like to feel that emotional, you know, just emotions, I guess. But um, because I feel like it's rare for me, in even in real life, to feel emotions. So when anything that can make me feel something like that, like I definitely am into. So. I gotcha. 
I don't really feel, my, personally, uh, I don't really feel like a lot of emotions like when characters feel them. The only thing I do feel um, is, I feel like a lot of pride when a character is like striving to do something and they accomplish it. Yeah. That's like the only thing I get. Uh, like I, uh, like the big one that stands out to me is like, uh, do you know, are you familiar with My Hero Academia? I know what it is. I have never watched it though. Uh, so like episode two or three, something like that. Like so, like the main character has like no superpowers in this world. With everybody, almost everybody's got superpowers or whatever, and he wants to be a superhero. And then he get, starts getting mentored by like the number one hero, and uh, the the number one hero like eventually after like some training is like, all right, uh, you're like I feel like you're worthy of inheriting my power, and so he he gives him the power or whatever, and like there's a like a five minute like speech and spiel and back and forth and. Uh, like, I just have, like, an overwhelming sense of, like, pride, uh, for, towards the character for, like, accomplishing his goal or whatever, and it made me cry. Oh, wow. That's really all I get from, like, uh, stuff. Like, when people feel sad, I don't really feel sad. If they feel angry, I don't really feel angry. Uh, if, like, they're scared, I don't really get scared. Unless it's, like, an actual scary thing for, that's supposed to be for, like, the audience to be, like, immersed in that, like, horror movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't know why. I only, like, feel pride. Maybe it's because, like... I don't feel proud of anybody in real life. Yeah. But uh, that's really the kind of only uh, connection I get uh, with characters and stuff. And it's kind of unusual. I, like when I, when a, for me, it's like when there's like friendship or relationship and there's like a struggle and they overcome something. I definitely, f I feel what, what we're, what I feel like they are feeling because I don't know what, Everyone has their own, like, interpretation of, like, what the feelings are supposed to be or what they are. But what I feel like they are feeling, I, I feel that sometimes. I gotcha. If, I, if I'm, like, involved and I care about the characters and the story, I'm like, oh, yay, finally, like, that happened, or I'm, I'm happy that happened, or, you know, after all that struggle, they accomplished that. It, you know, like, if it's really what well-written, you know, and <clears throat> everything's you know, comes across and I understand and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of, I mean, that's why I was surprised. Like with this, I felt, you know, some kind of emotion with uh, the characters. Like, you know, like when, I guess we'll kind of get to, oh, it's a story to get into, but, you know, there's some story parts in this where I definitely felt some emotion. So. That's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so I don't think you even... We mentioned the game, really, but uh, the game we're talking about is um, Imposter Factory. Uh, it is the third major uh, installment in the Sigmund Core series. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, this is following To the Moon, which is the original installment, and uh, Finding Paradise. And then they've had some, like, guided games in between, as well as, like, a little mini prequel to Finding Paradise called Bird Story. Uh, and then evidently, according to what Kevin found, there's going to be some kind of beach episode after this one, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, I think at the end of this, uh, this game, there's also, like, the story will continue or something like that, right? Because they're all at Neil's door. So it's gotta, yeah. there's gotta be another game after that. So I don't know if... Yeah, I looked up some stuff and people were like, oh, the final game in the trilogy, I'm like... Is it? Like, has that been announced? I, I don't remember seeing that anywhere. No, and I, after this, after this one, I... I followed them on Facebook. That's how I found out about that that beach story one. So okay, he posted it on Facebook. That that's what's coming out soon. So I think it's gonna be like one of those little smaller like hour games, you know, where maybe there's some like loose ends he needs to tie up story wise. 
So makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, we can uh, we'll get more into the story and that stuff in, in the next section. But <clears throat> but uh, yeah, the only other like the other game there's like two Sigmund Corp like in between stories where it's, I think it's based around Neil, right? Where he's like building this machine and trying to be like sneaky about it. I have no idea because I haven't played them. Uh, there, if you you own To the Moon, right? Yeah. Uh, if you own To the Moon, you have those ones too. They're just like you have to like go in the To the Moon game and like select them. Gotcha. All right. There's a way to do. It. I don't because I was like, I remember uh, when I first found out. It was like a couple years later. I'm like, oh wait, when's those come out? Oh, they're already out. And then there's they're already in like. If you go to your Steam account, it's like in the game, like you have to like hit a tab or something. So, are they like thirty minutes an hour each or something? Yeah, they're really short. But I think it's like we're for this game, um, that the machine you're in is like what what he's do, like figuring out how to build and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and like, it leads up to finding paradise where he like need he's missing that one key element he needs makes sense so that explain why i was a little confused uh on that but okay yeah. that's my fault <laughs> yeah i mean that's not very well like explained that there's other games you can get to i guess well i knew there were other games but i just assumed they were like uh extra like character pieces kind of thing where like oh like it's a spotlight on them at a party or whatever or some bullshit and they can just hang out and you get to know the characters more so i didn't realize there was actual like lore implications yeah it's part it's partially that too but but yeah more, i mean it's like i said there's only so much you can do in an hour but that's basically what it is gotcha well, this particular game was released on September 30th, 2021 on Steam for Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. And uh, the actual the company behind this whole series is Freebird Games, uh, I guess owned and operated or whatever by uh, Congal. And he has a bunch of people that assist him, uh, but I think this is just his brainchild and... He has he's the lead in like... everything, like he's the lead composer and writer and all that shit. Yeah, he's a pretty talented guy. You do all this if, like, you know, RPG Maker, you know? This has got to be, like, one of the best RPG Maker games that, that's out there. Don't Unless there's some whole, like, world of RPG Maker I don't know about, but... Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, like, if there's one called Exit Fate, uh, which is a pretty decent uh, Suikoden-inspired game. Oh, really? Uh, the only issue is that it takes a lot of random bits and bobs from actual games uh like the he uses mu whoever made it uses music from a bunch of different games uh they ripped the sweden uh sprite palettes or, or sprite sprite character sets whatever they're called and just uh like pixeled over them to make his own characters and shit um and it's okay uh, like the quality, uh, I think the highest quote unquote quality are RPG Maker games get bought by Kimco and get put out as Kimco games. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But, uh, those are still shitty <laughs> compared to like actual games that people make. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I would probably say because they because the games are so short that they are able to elevate the quality a little bit more. Like you don't notice any uh, like um, filler. Like you don't notice shit that's obviously being padded out uh, because it's more focused on the narrative and they're trying to get through the narrative as eloquently as possible. Yeah. Uh, to serve their purposes, as opposed to being like, oh, you're in a town, talk to some NPCs. Uh, they have like a 10 minute storyline cut, like snippet, and then go fight some shit for an hour and a half, and then go to the next town, etc. Uh, so, while like the story lot, the story and uh, excuse me, uh, plot, whatever, are like definitely the best parts of these games, except maybe music. Uh, everything else is definitely lacking or non existent. True. Yeah, so it's like a very high on some ends and very low on other ends. But the very low things are things you can overlook or, like, they don't really take away from anything. So they kind of, like, hedge their bets on, like, hey, I'm going to do this 100% and, like, this I'm not... I don't really... I can't really do too much with. So hopefully, you know, they're, they're thinking, so, like, hopefully that will cover it up, which I think it... That time definitely helps it, too, so you got to make it short. Um... So that way you're just focused on what you're doing and not like whatever. You don't get bored while you're playing the game and like think about other things. <laughs> uh, so. Makes sense. I mean, eventually they probably will put all these games together into one game. Be my, my guess. One like actual whole game, maybe. Uh, I think they'd have to use. Hmm. I I don't know because uh, from my experience with using RPG Maker XP, which is what they use for this, uh, it doesn't like you can't really import anything like pre-made already. So they'd have to essentially rebuild the entire series oh, okay. in another game, which is I mean it's possible, but I don't feel like it's worth their time. Gotcha. Uh, because their main distribution is PC, and they could just pop a new one out, whatever on Steam, and right, and then call it good. I think one of, like one of them's on Switch, so it might not be too hard to get to Switch. Uh, he. I, I mean, I guess if they have like conversion libraries, I don't know how that works, but I would imagine like because the main game is done in RPG Maker XP, and that's all done. Like, it has all the systems, the sprites, the music, the scripts, everything, and so I guess they just like convert it somehow to whatever. Um, Let's you play games on on the Switch, like whatever library that is, I guess. Gotcha. But it's definitely, it's not like it's not like they're making the game for Switch. They're just porting it somehow. I don't know how they're doing that. Well, I think it might. It probably is kind of difficult because uh, Finding Paradise is supposed to be out already, and it hasn't come out. So maybe there is some kind of struggles they have. I wouldn't doubt it can't claim to understand how that shit works and if it was easy there'd be i guess games on every system all the time yeah makes sense <clears throat> um well i guess if you're new here we'll get into uh the show <laughs> how it works um uh, we typically talk about six categories we have gameplay story visuals music slash voice acting overall experience and replayability slash extra content. Uh, we give these 
uh, a score. I guess now it's 0. 0.5 to 5. You can say 0. And I, I, zero. <laughs> uh, I mean, z I mean, 0, I mean, technically, it could give it 0, but I don't think that's, like, actually... It would, no, it would never, there's nothing that's actually a 0, so I guess... Yeah. Like, never if, give it a 0. Yeah, so, like, by that... Just by that basis alone, like point five is the lowest score because it's technically the lowest score you could ever you would ever give anything. Right. I guess it would make it easier to say zero to five, even though we'd never use zero. Uh, but it's kind of like false advertising, I guess. <laughs> uh, the only thing I could think of like a zero is like for visuals. If you're playing a text-based adventure game, there's no visuals, so it'd be zero. Well, you're still using te you're reading the text, so if the font's decent and legible, then you know that's something. Uh, yeah, the, the font was terrible. <laughs> Point. Like if you're if you're playing some kind of audio game, I guess maybe. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Like no, nothing on the screen. It's all black. It's just audio. Like okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That'd be a decent experiment or something, but I don't know that too many people would like that. No, probably not. Anyways. Like this game almost has like a zero for gameplay, but you still like move around and shit. So yeah. you're, you're like you're playing the game, so there's something there, it's but like, it's not like basically a point and click adventure with a little bit of uh, expir expiration, but not this game really not not much. Something yeah, you can kind of move around a little bit more and like explore things, but there's not really anything to explore in this game. Really, maybe in like the beginning and like. Towards the end, there's a couple parts, but you're just moving from one room to the other. Yeah, and you're just talking to people until you, or interacting with a random object occasionally. Actually, I don't think you do that in this one, do you? Like you just talk to people mostly to get your little uh, memory orbs. There's a couple objects you got to interact with in this one, like the, the fountain, I think, to get an orb one time or something. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah. So. And like the doghouse or some bullshit. Yeah. Or the fox house, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess let's uh, dive right into the gameplay. Um, we've started a, a thing that's been going on for a couple episodes now where we kind of break down gameplay a little bit uh, further down into battle system, character growth, minigames, traversal, shops, and if there's anything unique about it. Uh, and unfortunately, I think this is going to be a very short section. Usually this is one of the longer ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess uh, I'll let you take it away. Uh... For battle system, there there is no battles. Uh, I know, like in the last game, they had like one of those. What there was a, a couple battles. You know, you had a fight against the uh, imaginary friend, um, the bird. Yeah, and like to the moon, they fake you out at the beginning. Like you get like Neil something and gets in a fight with like a something outside. He's like, I'm just kidding. We don't do that in this game. Yeah, it was like a squirrel or something. He like walked. Yeah, <laughs> he's like throw nut or something like. That. I don't know. It was funny. <clears throat> that one was just a joke, but in the last one there was a, a battle which was you if you, you you had to pick the right order or something to it was like a kind of like a like a loop or something you're on and you had to pick the a dog to like um mess up the battle. Remember that? Like the dog. Had yeah, and you had you had to do something a very certain way to get like extra scenes, and I fucked that up. Oh, you did? I definitely. I must have. I don't know if I. I don't think I did a guy. I think I just got lucky or something. Um, I think there's something in the battle you, you had to do something a very specific way because you could get something you could get it done doing it the way I did but you had to do something like 
one step before something else to get something extra, and I didn't do that. I didn't find out about it till afterwards, and I'm like, I'm not replaying this. Probably just YouTube it. I did. Oh, okay. There you go. I don't remember what it was, but I remember I was like, fuck, I missed this. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll have something like this in uh, this game, and no, definitely zero battles. So we can move right on to character growth. Um, and there isn't any of that either. Uh, I mean, your character uh, starts off as one thing and then learns about who he really is and then turns into something else. But, like, there's no, like, experience points or anything traditionally in a uh, RPG. Honestly, it's more like a, like a point-and-click adventure than a RPG, I would say, this time around. Yeah, I thought it was like a walking sim where you just kind of walk and interact with shit. Yeah, but it doesn't simulate walking very well either, I guess. <laughs> That's... I mean, you do a lot of walking. You do, yeah, the the meat of the game, the middle part of the game, you're just walking from one end of the screen to the other. Which I was like, oh god, please don't let this be the whole thing. And <sighs> I guess for the most part it was. Yeah. It might as well just like you might as well just do a slideshow slide or something, because like, what the fuck's the point? Yeah, it was almost like watching a movie, I guess. But you do have to like click on a couple things, but you're like, it's not even like hard. Like you're not even like challenged at all. Like you, like I'm pretty sure I gotta click this. Each like towards the end, you like go to the different rooms and click on something, but it's like you basically just talk to the NPCs, and then popped up. So, um, so yeah, character growth is basically not there. Mini games, I don't think there is any. Do you, do you remember a mini game? No. Okay, just the main games, the mini game. Yeah, I feel like there were mini games in the other games, but not this one. This one, the game is the mini game. Uh, and I'm not saying like we're not saying like I don't think it's that. It's not a negative thing. Like like this this game is basically a story. Um, but there's less. I think less went into this one, or he couldn't figure out what to do. Compared to the other ones, <clears throat> um, and it's different. I guess it's a different premise. I get from the other ones. We'll get more into that in story. Like in the other games, you're going into terminally ill people, and like you can change their memories right before they die, so they can like live the life they really wanted to live. And this... well, except like you have you, you're, the characters are trying to deduce what they want. And give them what they want. Well, yeah, like, but they, they can't. They can't communicate. Hey, I, I always wanted to be a fireman or whatever. Like, because they're dead, essentially. Like, like, like they can't respond. They have all. All they know is like they had like a wish or something. Well, the one the games are basically like the the unique uh, instances where yeah, one of them like they don't know what the person really wants them to do, uh, or like the to the moon where they like had to interpret what that means. And I think they fucked it up in the first game. Like, To the Moon, yep. he really wanted to be with the girl. He told her he'd take To the Moon. But they were like, no, you're going to be a, 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 an astronaut. And, and they're like, and like Neil and uh, what's-her-face? What's the other doctor's name? Uh, um, I can't remember. Um, but they like... They have, like a P or something? But they have like an argument about it. And one thinks it's this, the other thinks it's that. And like... They definitely choose wrong. I guess that's up to interpretation too, but either way, oh, the girl's name is Ava. 
Ava, yeah. I think either way they died. He he died happy because she was still with him at the end, but it wasn't the same kind of way because she was an astronaut. Uh, right. Yeah, because I think the first game, uh, the moon thing just was because they met as kids and he fell in love with her. They fell in love with each other and they said something about like seeing the moon or whatever. Then he had like an accident, got brain damage, and lost his memories and right. forgot about the chick. And they met up later, and she thought that he just forgot. And so he kept trying to remind him, but like he literally lost access to those memories. Right, and she thought so he could not well, she remember was, at all. He thought she thought he was just like blowing her off. Well, yeah, because they like, but then they got together, and she kept doing stuff to try to hint to him, "Hey, remember this time when we were kids?" Right. But like he literally could not, he did not have those memories anymore because they were just gone, or whatever, like because of brain damage or whatever. So. She died, and he's like, something about the moon. There's something important about the moon. Right. That's and and then the doctors are like, oh, yeah, you want to be a fucking astronaut, right? And uh, so they get, like, to the core memory, and I think Neil, like, sees what it is for what it is, but the, the girl doctor is like, no, we have a job to do. We have to do it. And Neil's like, no, we can't, we can't change his memories. It's not right, because that's not what he wants. Right. And he loses, and the girl wins, so he goes to the fucking moon. But she's, like, also an astronaut with him. I guess it's kind of like a... An aside where, like, she's... It, in the end, it, it worked out, but not maybe the way Neil felt like it should have, or maybe the yeah. player felt like it should have. <clears throat> um, but then he's dead, so I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next game was, like, the guy wants to change his... There's something he can't remember, but and he, he doesn't... He's happy, and he doesn't want to, like, change his memories about his family, which is what his... His son and his like wife think he's. He was he was unhappy, but he doesn't. He wants to be happy, but he doesn't want to change anything. Right. Yeah. He wants to be happy with his family and be satisfied. Like there's something he. I think he buried the memory of like that bird and like the imaginary friend and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, he wanted to die and like when he died, he went. I think his imaginary friend said that. You know, I'll be back right before you die, basically. And that's what happened. And then Neil saved the imaginary friend uh, onto, like, the hard drive or something, letting it, letting her die. So. Yeah, because it somehow had a lot of power in the world. The, the, yeah, that imaginary oh. friend can, can, like, in the in the computer can, like, you know, split into a million different, you know, basically it's like a... AI or something, and it can, you know, simultaneously like run programs way faster than a human can. So that's where it kind of plays into this game, which we'll get to more in the story, which we're still in the gameplay. Uh, mm -hmm. tra traversal, um, uh, it's just you're walking around on the screen. Basically, for the a lot of part of the game, it's left to right, um, viewing scenes basically. In the beginning of the game, you kind of, like, starts off, you're coming to this party, and then a murder happens, and you're kind of, like, walking around the little mansion. Um, but that's basically it. No shops. Um, so what is unique, um, kind of like the other games, uh, once you get past the murder mystery part of it, um, you're going through people's memories, and to go to, like, the next level of the memories, you gotta collect these important parts of where you're at like the, as orbs 
And in this one, they don't even bother explaining it. He's like, oh, an orb. I guess this one works. <laughs> so hopefully you play the other games so you know what's going on with those. <clears throat> but yeah, you gather those orbs to break the shield to go into the next memory. Um, Except it's... It doesn't like they don't even explain like you're right like you don't explain anything about what the fuck's going on. Right. If you if this is your first game like you're you're fucking up first off. Uh, <laughs> and second off, it's like if, if you're playing it without any prior knowledge, it's just like like you said, Quincy is like I got this orb and then there's this force field thing and I break through it and I go on to like other memories. So it's kind of like like the mechanics make sense just because they're simple enough but like there is lore implications to them they don't even bother actually explaining which is is whatever yeah, i guess i guess it's kind of lazy because yeah like we know but you know it's been three or four years since we played the last one so it's like it could be nice to have a little refresher but then it's like someone would have to explain it to quincy also which might break like the story a little bit i guess she could have when she put him in there first but yeah, like, cause she kicks him down the stairs or whatever, or, or locks him in that room or whatever the fuck happens. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but like, she like, all she all she does is like, oh, I didn't want to show you this yet, but I guess I have no choice now. Right. Here you go. You could have been like, hey, these are my memories. Well, I guess like you said, that kind of ruins the fucking twist. Is that she's not young; she's old. Well, she's not and shit that either. <laughs> Yeah, but like at the, the first twist is like, oh, she's an old lady, right? And then second twist, which we'll get to later, it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, uh, that's basically gameplay. I mean, I know it's we're kind of selling it short, um, but I don't think we're selling it short because like it's, I mean, it is what it is. Like you walk around, you click on shit, but it's not as bad as like I guess I'm kind of making it seem like it. It's only four or five hours worth of it, so it's. It, it, you're more engrossed into the story. If you're not in the story, then yeah, you just turn it off. And you're, you're gonna waste your time. <laughs> but uh, it does get it does its job to get you from point A to point B, in my opinion. But yeah, it's nothing great. Uh, I mean, I like the the gameplay as as what it is. Like, it's not terrible. I mean, really, I'm just gonna give it two and a half. I mean, it is what it is. It's not it's not broken or anything. It's just two and a half. Why? Well, what do you think? I think it's a point five, dude. Oh shit! You using the point five? Like, there's there's no like the gameplay is you walk around, click on shit. Like it's not to me, it's not very uh, immersive. It's not fun. It's not like anything that would make you want to keep playing the game. Like in my opinion, there should be no walking around, clicking shit. It should just be cutscenes because uh, there's nothing in this particular game that. Uh, like was worth like looking around for like in the first couple games like you can go to a room and like there's a random object and you're like oh let me interact with this object get some information about this how to apply this to the character or whatever but like this was literally except for the first half like the first act of the game the rest of it was walking around like walking a straight line in a shadowy hallway until you get to a little room and you talk to one of the characters and they talk for like four or five lines maybe you get a memory sphere maybe you don't and you keep walking I don't understand what the fuck happened. Because the other games 
had like like I said that you had stuff to do while you're walking around. Like you're you could explore, but in this one, your first act you're locked in a mansion. Second act you're in a long hallway. Third act you're back in the mansion, and but you get to go to the basement this time. So to me, there was no gameplay. You just walk everywhere, and that's not enough for me to be satisfied for gameplay. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying there was no like to me there was no gameplay. Man, busting at that point five. Look at you. Hell yeah! You want you want you want to start using this shit? Then I'm gonna use it, man. Yeah, hey, I don't care. This is... I'm happy about it. It's fine. Yeah, use it when you think it's necessary, and if that's what you think. I mean, I, I uh, understand your argument. And I agree. It's not really much of a game uh, for gameplay. Because, like, in my opinion, you've rated games like a one or one point five that have infinitesimally more gameplay than this game. So for you to give it a two and a half, it's kind of like okay. I mean, it's your it's your assessment, but I think it's a bit off for the mark. More in this than those games is what I'm saying. Fair enough. What game? What game did I give a one? Uh, dude, I don't know. We've done we've done a lot of games, but I would not be surprised if you gave Brainlord like a one point five or some oh, bullshit because yeah, okay. you got pissed off about the damn. Uh... Well, Brainlord's broken. That's why I gave it such a low score. At least this game's not broken. Like, I don't follow... Uh, I don't I mean, it's potentially glitchy in some places, though. So, I don't know if you would call that broken or not. I'm, I don't ha- I'm not trying to jump onto moving platforms in a totally black room, so... Definitely gonna give it more than a .5. <laughs> like, Brain Lord is garbage, sorry. Plus, the- Well, we all, we're all tied to our opinions. Some of the times are wrong. And then hitboxes you know. don't, don't hit, and... Yeah, never mind. Still, there's more more to that than this, but uh, but we've done our ratings, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be moving on. Right, I'll, give, I'll give it a two just to make you feel better. How about that? I, I was perfectly fine with my rating of a point five, man. You can give it whatever the fuck you want. It's fine. Whatever. I like game, but it keeps track of the scores anyway. If I could go back in time and uh, re-rank Brain Lord, I would give it a point five, though. Just saying. Okay. I think, I think you're mistaken, but you know, it's like, like I said, it's your opinion. You can do it. You can say whatever you like. Okay, fine. Uh, and that takes us to first musical break. This might be the earliest musical break we've had, but uh, as has now become tradition, it is the main theme of the game, uh, courtesy of Brent's pick. Uh, this is called Title Theme, also composed by Kongao.
story time everybody's favorite and probably the meat of this review today uh, uh we kind of already briefly covered the first two games so leading from those into this uh you, you start off the game um in the middle of a road in the rain and you are walking to this mansion and it's looks like it's abandoned uh, but you get lit inside, you have some kind of invitation to a party for some reason, you can't really recall why. Uh, but you get inside, you get greeted by some a maid and a butler, and they bring you to the owners of the mansion, and it's uh, two doctors, like one's named Dr. Yu, one's named Dr. Haynes, I think? I have no idea. Uh, and then there's also a lady there named Linry. And the doctor, or the male doctor, and then we are playing chess, but the rules are fucked up for some reason, which I thought was odd. Um, and then they kind of give up the game, and you introduce yourself, and the, you get adored by the two doctors, and they leave. You talk to Lynn for a little bit, and she acts strange. She acts like she kind of knows you, but doesn't. And then uh, says so she has like, questions to ask you, but doesn't ask the questions. And you're like, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. I guess I'll go check out the rest of the mansion. And as soon as you leave, uh, the two doctors are dead in the hallway. And you start freaking out. Don't you go to the cat room first, though? Uh, oh, you're right, because the door's locked. Oh, yeah. yeah. For some reason. They locked the door behind you, them. So, like, you go to this cat room, and you use a stick to get this key out from this cat. And you open the door, and then you walk to the murder scene. Yeah. And you start freaking out. And you go back into the room you're in with Linry, and she doesn't seem to give a shit, I think, if memory serves. And so you go downstairs, and you're like, I'm just going to wash my hands for some reason. And you're like freaked out. You're like, oh, that's... Cause yeah, it's like you touch, you touch the bodies, you got blood in your hands, and you're like, I'm going to go wash my hands. So you do that. And then you leave the bathroom, and time has reset to where... Right after you walked into the, the mansion. So, this was where I was interested. <laughs> You're like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, oh, cool. A fucking, like a time travel murder, murder mystery thing? Alright, I'm all about this. Let's do it. Yep. Um, and then, this kind of drags on for like another hour. <laughs> where uh, you keep going. Like, uh, like, eventually the other guests show up to the party and you kind of like get a little bit more of information about like why people are there because they're going to unveil some kind of invention or something. Uh, but you never get to see it. And stuff always keeps happening and the, somehow the doctors keep dying and you go and reset the time again. And eventually you convince Linry because she also resets every time. But each time after the first time, she acts like she has no idea who the fuck you are anymore. Yeah. Um, but the doctors also die in different places every time, so it's not like the same. So it's like, you know, when I first, you know, when you first start playing it, you're like, okay, who could it be that's not, you know, in the room? Or I was like, maybe it's one of those chefs, you know? Because one of the chefs is like, hey, it could have been me, blah, 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 you know, the way he's talking. And I know it's like red herring. Well, it's a red herring for sure, but it's like, well, then who could it really have been that would want to kill him and blah, blah, blah. I was like, maybe it's one of the rich people. You start thinking, like, you start, like, analyzing it because, like, maybe you are going back in time or maybe it's, like, you're in a test or something because, you know, like, you played the previous games. You're, like, maybe you're in the... You're stuck into, like, a loop of something in someone's memories. And you're trying to, like, sort them out. Like, that's kind of stuff I was thinking about. So I definitely was, like, into it. 
Well, if you look at some of the the bodies early on, like I think Quincy says, the it looks like the wounds were inflicted by something like strange. So it's not like a typical murder weapon kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why when the sheriffs were like, "Oh, I might have done it," I'm like, "Nobody here did it. There's something else going on." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so I totally. Like, I don't recall, like, keep that kind of stuff in my memory about, like, uh, going into the, uh, like, the people's memories with the computer system. Uh, so I was treating this as, like, a fresh slate thing. Oh, okay. Uh, but it didn't even occur to me that we could be inside of the computer or whatever. And uh, you ended up being correct. <laughs> so. Well, I thought it was, like, some kind of, you know, it's like a hard cut or a, what do they call it when, like, the movie just starts and there's no, like, intro or anything. Like, that's what I thought that he was doing, which was okay. what he did. Like, you know, sometimes you watch a movie and you're, like, right in the middle of the plot or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is what... They're not going to do, like, the whole walk-up... Well, I mean, they do that with all the Trails games, apparently. Right. And that, maybe that's where I'm predisposed to it, you know? Because, like, Trails does it every game. <laughs> so... I'm like, okay, we're... Well, I think they just do them at, like, maybe the first games. Because I don't remember there being one in... In Cold Steel 2, I don't think there's one in Sky first chapter because you just start the game off with uh, Cassius finding Joshua, I think. You're right. Yeah, you're right. No, it's not everyone, but I think it's like they had like I guess they started with the Crossbow one uh, Crossbow. zero, and they're like, this is cool, and then they use it again for Cold Steel. Well, they did in Cold Steel one and Cold Steel three. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, well, I guess. Because Cold Steel 3, you're the teacher, and you're like, it's just like, it's a time skip and all this stuff, and you're like, what the hell's going on? And then it goes back to where he starts his first day at the school. You're like, oh. Got it. I'm like, do we really have to do this screen? Like, start at the beginning of school again? Okay. You sure do. We gotta get to know the new Class 7, or whatever they're called. That's the thing, I th the problem, I think, of Cold Steel, I don't want to get into Cold Steel or anything, but... They definitely we, they, we did that review. <laughs> we drug that shit. They drug that shit out for sure. They definitely like bloated it. So that's why I think um, I'll really like uh, crossbow games a lot more because it's like very, it's not like bloated. They don't retread ground. Yeah. Okay. They might. I don't know, but I have a feeling that we'll see. So many there's too many people that like have glowing reviews about this game, but. Uh, what, Imposter Factory or Zero? Zero, zero, zero. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of good, like, if you look at Metacritic, like, uh, Imposter Factory's got like a 90 or something, doesn't it? I don't look at Metacritic. Well, I mean, I, I don't normally. I guess you that. I googled, whenever I google it, it's like right there. When I pop. Oh, I always have uh, something else going on. Uh, it's got a 80 out of 13 votes. It's fine. Like IGN RPG fan, and gave it nineties. Oh, and then Steam's ten out of ten. So. Uh, I, mean, I don't really agree with that, but you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I mean, shit. We're, I guess te technically we're games journalists, so you know our opinion matters too. <laughs> well, yes. If you think about it like this, though, the only people are playing the imposter <laughs> at this point, like. Are people that love the whole series, so of course it's going to get good reviews. Mm -hmm. Like people that don't like this kind of game stopped in the first game, so it's kind of it's definitely going to be more skewed. To, like if you like these games already, you're like going to like this one. 
But if you don't like these games, you're not going to like this one. I think that's the, sure. the way to kind of address it. Yeah. So. Um, about to pick up where we left off in the storyline. Um, you see the people die a bunch, you wash your hands a bunch, and eventually um, this glitch happens where you walk into the bathroom and you start multiplying. And uh, you can't make your way to the sink to wash your hands again. And Linry comes in, except it's not the Linry that you've been messing around with. Because at one point, you see, like, you're in the kitchen with Linry, but then you leave the kitchen and you see Linry walking into another room. And you're like, what the fuck? So you try to check that other one down, but she's not there. So when you're in the bathroom and you're multiplying, that Linry comes in and she says something about fixing the problem, not sure why you're not getting reset and stuff like that, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, lady. <laughs> um, and I think this is when she tells you to follow her upstairs, and she thinks it, said it was like a coincidence that the you were washing your hands when the resets happen, so you're not actually using a time machine when you're washing your hands in the sink. Yeah, she was just resetting the, the level, basically. The simulation or whatever. Yeah. And she can't so, reset you because you are. I can't remember what the reason why she can't reset Quincy is. He's the mem. She needs his memories or something. I don't think she says. He's an anomaly. Yeah. And uh, it's it might be because he wasn't actually originally at the mansion party. Right. She was the one there, not him. Yeah, and she added him for something. Like I don't think she says why she brought him there. Uh, but she said that she made him, and uh, she brought him there, and that might be why he's not being reset properly, like everybody else, because he's not actually part of the memory, he's outside of the memory. Um, but anyway, you follow her up to this room that you could never have uh, access to before, and she unlocks it, and you go inside, and it's like a stairway down into the darkness, I think. It's either that, or it opens right up into the lavender field, I can't remember. Because I've seen so many stairways to the darkness from this game. Uh, but it's one of the two, and eventually you end up in the Slavender Field, and you're walking around in there, and she's like, I didn't want to show you this yet, but I need you to stay here while I try to reset the the memory and figure this shit out. And she like leaves you in this Lavender Field, and you kind of just start walking to the right, and eventually you just start going through all of her memories of her past, starting from when she was a kid, and she was diagnosed with uh, some kind of brain problem. And the lavender fields are where she went on a field trip as a kid and had some kind of attack and had to go to the hospital. Um, do you want me to say like everything tit for tat, or can I just kind of no, give a general yeah, just synopsis? Do the general on this part, because this is the long part. <laughs> So, essentially, what happens is uh, she has this brain problem as she's a kid. Her dad tells her that it's going to be okay. Um, and, like, a big moment for her is her dad sneaks her back out to the lavender field uh, because she was upset that she couldn't go on the field trip. Everybody else in her class was able to stay there and enjoy it. And he brings a telescope, and he shines it up into the sky and says, look at the stars, and so they look at the stars together, and he asks her, would you rather be a star or a lavender? And she lies, which we learn later she lied about. She says she wants to be a star, to shine down on the lavender so that everybody can see the lavender and enjoy it. And also because stars are special or whatever. And her dad's like, you always be special to me, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, it's a good moment. Uh, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm out this bastard because it's kind of like okay. Yeah, but I mean, if I had a kid, and I don't know, I was just putting myself in the in their shoes, and I was like, you know, if I was a dad, that'd be like a good moment to have my kid and tell. Oh, definitely. To be able to tell them that and like make them understand, like you know, that, like that's a good analogy. So, I thought it was really well written that part. So I really enjoyed that very beginning part. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Okay. This is where it drags uh, after that. Yeah, and then. You get you do like this time skip sort of where you uh, get these flashes of moments where she's growing up to be a teenager and then she grows up to be an adult and goes to college. And I think a lot of this and is that, like non like there's not a lot of like dialogue. It's just kind of like you're watching kind of like a cutscene basically. Yeah, but you're walking to the right the whole time and it, like it, like flashes up on uh, right. little like squares that light up of like just her doing random shit, showing that she's growing up. Little montages, yeah. Montage. <laughs> uh, the yep. So then you get to this point where she's at college, and you spend most of this time in a library, uh, repeating the same kind of shit over and over again. But she meets a boy named Quincy, who you notice looks exactly like you. Oh. And you learn that uh, apparently Quincy is a world traveler. Somehow was able to afford taking six months off school or some bullshit to go backpacking across some countries. Um, and then he's so like, oh, I'm jealous. I've been here just studying. And he's like, oh, just take some time off. Do whatever you want. Not knowing that she's got brain damage or something, brain disease, and is trying to make the most of her life. I think it's... Because it's, uh, like she's it's assumed like... to have a very low life expectancy. Yeah. And uh, she could die any day or whatever because like, I guess strenuous activity could... Give her an aneurysm. I don't know. They don't really explain what the fuck problem she's got. Yeah. They just say that she could die at any moment, essentially. Um, and so they talk for a while, and she laments. She eventually opens up and says that she's got some brain problem, and you can't, like, go anywhere because she might die. It's always having to go to the hospital and stuff. Well, they start catching feelings for each other, because, like, at first there's, like, study partners. Like, they're, they're, you know, they're in the library together, and, like, he keeps going the same time she does obviously because he likes her and like he brings her coffee or whatever all the time and i think there's a point where he stops coming and she like kind of like looks at him as he's well like, that's that's because he asked her out and she's oh. like um i can't because i've got this thing and it's not like i don't like you it's just i can't really get attached right now or whatever right yeah, yeah. she's like and I, need he to, I need to focus or something on myself or whatever she says yeah, well, she's like, I got a, she's working on like a master's or something in some kind of like neurology thing. And he's like, just, just a liberal arts major, <laughs> whatever the fuck that, that means. I guess he doesn't have to study that hard. Um, that's why he could take six months off and go backpacking. He's like general studies, like basically. Yeah. And so she's like doing hardcore shit and it's like, and then it, like the game, the game treats it as like he gets offended. And doesn't come back because, uh, like, she falls asleep. Uh, like, they, like, to spend time talking on the windowsill on top of some, like, bookshelves or whatever. And she falls asleep. He, like, brings her her shit and then leaves. And then, like, a couple of days pass and she doesn't hear from him and doesn't see him. Um, and then he, like, randomly shows up and is like, hey, I need you to come with me. And they go outside to the street. And he's set up. Um, like these makeshift 
sculpture things of all the places he's been because he she told him that she can't explore the world because of her brain thing so, so he's like well then i'm gonna bring her. the world to you <laughs> brings the world to her and, uh like so he's got like apple tower he's got stonehenge the great wall of china um some other shit yeah and so she walks to that and uh they, like they obviously like each other well, and I think this is when they start like their relationship actually, because he promises that he'll be there for her and bring her the world because she can't go see it or something. Yeah, and like he definitely cares way more about her than she did about him at this point. But like this is the moment where I think it like equals out a little bit more. She like sees that someone can care care about her, and like that's why like that moment right there where he's wearing that jacket like in the in the like mansion part. She goes, "Oh, I like your jacket." And then like it, it's like a callback, and that uh, that's why she makes this Quincy character because that moment right there in time is like really special to her. It's like this first time someone like actually cared about her, and she felt more than just like alone. That's what I got out of it, at least. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think then like well, also like he. Uh... He told her to dress nice at, before this thing or whatever, and so she shows up in, like, a dress. Yeah. And, and he's really like, happy. I meant, like, dress for the occasion. <laughs> it's cold out, so you should have worn a jacket or something. So he gives her the jacket. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That she likes. Yep. So it makes more of, like, an impact or whatever. Right. So, like, that kind uh, of stuff, like, I like that. Like, this part of the game, or the story, like, I still was kind of in, because, like... Like I said, like I felt like emotion. I felt the emotion of this of the scene right there, because it's not like you're just walking. Like you get to control the character and you go to talk, like look at the different sculptures and you know they have that little like their talks about like their little moments of when they're looking at the sculptures. I mean, like the, one of them's like a lot of them were just like pizza boxes and stuff like that. And she's he, one of his comments is like, you don't know how much food I had to eat to get all this <laughs> stuff like that or something like that. So. I thought it was really well done. I guess I'm jaded because I was like, this is cute, but I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone's going to take their own, uh, you know, their own whatever away from it. Um, but to me, yeah, I was like, this is pretty great. Like, it's a, you know, romantic scene. So I guess I'm a little romantic. Maybe. I used to be more romantic and then women killed that part of me nothing against women in general just saying uh the ones you cho chose that were not the yep, ones i fucked up <laughs> in my decision makings and <laughs> i've paid the price so yeah, we've, uh we've I, all been there we've all been there man yeah and my, well my brain's like okay uh female character and male character shows up obviously important uh they're gonna fall in love i don't really need to see how they fall in love i understand already that they're gonna fall in love so my brain was just kind of like, I'm, I don't care about this journey that we're taking because I already know where the ending is. Right. So uh, let's just get through this shit well, because none of this is interesting to me. I want to get to the interesting stuff. To me, the journey is the interesting part for a lot of it. Like, you know, life is a journey. So you got to appreciate the moments when you're in them. And that's why I was like, oh, this isn't a good, like, this is one of those moments, like, and it, it is in the character's lives, but like. I recognize that one was in, happening too. Like this is definitely a huge, huge thing that's happening. So, 
Um, but then after this is where it kind of slows down a lot. A lot, a lot. Uh, well, now this starts where it gets, it gets more interesting to me. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> <our> opposites. Because, <laughs> like, uh, after this, like, they start hanging out more or whatever. And, like, obviously, like, do dating stuff. Because oh, yeah. they're actually a couple okay. now. I was, I was thinking about, like, when she gets the job. But, yeah, before, like, when they're still in school, like, the whole relationship part, like, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, they start developing the relationship. They start like she actually opens up and stuff, and he does like what he does to keep her happy, or whatever. Uh, and then they graduate, and uh, she, uh, I guess, pretty much gets poached uh, for this company because she, I guess, she had plans to go uh, work somewhere, and he was gonna like find a job in the town they were living in, and they were gonna like just live there. But then she gets approached by the two doctors that are murdered continuously at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and gets invited to this uh like party um for an interview or whatever and uh she passes the interview and she accepts the job because it's like a job to work uh her so she had a research paper for her master's or whatever the fuck she, degree she got and it had a lot to do with memories and stuff like that because I guess uh, because she thought she was gonna die really quickly, that she wanted to find a way to like I guess live longer, or have an impact on the world. And so she was trying to work on like reliving memories or something, or trapping like somebody's soul I guess inside a computer or something. They don't like they don't really explain on it too much, but uh, basically the, the con what the idea that I got was that she doesn't she's not ready to die and doesn't want. Uh, and also, I guess, thought it sad that everybody else has to, like, die, too. So wanted to expand people's lives as long as possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, she wanted um, to transfer your consciousness into machine when you're ready to yeah. die. And I think that the reason she got the job is because um, those people, like, saw, like, her paper or whatever. And they're like, oh, shit, this is what we're already doing. Well, we're not ready for it to come out yet. So we got to hire her. You know, to kind of keep a lid on things and not have it a competitor, basically, too. So Yeah, well, I'm sure it helped that she was driven, and they want people who are driven yeah. to work for them. Yeah, that too. So. So. Yeah, because, like, we get, she gets to the, she starts her job, and then one of the scientists is like, yeah, your paper is, like, old news. It's, like, five years old. We already passed that kind of thing. She's like, what? Yeah. But then, so, then, it's like, then you're like, oh, okay, that's why they hired her, because... You know, they already know all this stuff, but not many people can get to this level either. Yeah. But she's definitely really smart. Yeah. Um, and at this, it's at this point, uh, so she gets the job, they move, she gets like a stipend or something, they get a house uh, in wherever this place is, and Quincy moves there with her because it's not the same town that they're from. And he's like, uh, I'm glad you found a job, and I'm glad it's in the line of work you wanted to do. Hopefully I can find a job here. And I... Uh, my vibe is that he just becomes a house husband and he starts hating his life. Yeah. Because, uh, not because he is unfulfilled or whatever, but because the, he is in love with Linry, except Linry is in love with her work. And she, and so she's at work all the time and like, is always promising to be home for dinner and, but she's always late. And like one time, like she shows up real fucking late and he's like asleep at the table waiting for her and shit. And they get into a fight. Uh, and she's like, I promise I'll work on things or whatever. Um, and while she's at work, like, they're just doing all this, like, work stuff, and, uh, eventually she learns that, um, 
like there's supposed to be a demonstration that they're supposed to do with this new technology and uh, uh, Quincy and her get into an argument and he's like I need I need you to be here or something because this is, we're having we have a relationship now uh, I'm here taking care of the house and you're at work all the time so we need to fucking do something about this otherwise I'm leaving you pretty much it's a vibe I got like it's not so many words but uh, and but she blows him off she's like well I'm late for a meeting I gotta go we have it's a very important day We'll talk about this later. He's just kind of like, okay, whatever. So she leaves, but because she's late, because of the argument, uh, the people that they're giving the presentation to um, were like getting antsy or whatever. And her, uh, one of her coworkers, uh, who we met in the mansion before, like Dr. Clegg or something, uh, is like, I'll demo the equipment. And so he does, and it kills him. And uh, at this point, I think uh, Linry like realizes that she's just like a tool for these people, mm-hmm. and um, they don't really care about their employees because like they knew it wasn't safe to like actually use the equipment yet. Uh, but they, it's like one of those things where like a lot of money is riding on this and whatever, so they needed proof of stake and shit. Um, and they have, and I guess maybe the guy was rushing. They didn't follow the right protocols, and he died. But like nobody seems to be too shaken up about it. They're like, uh, well, you know, we'll just fix it up, try again. So she's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm out," and goes back home uh, and tells Quincy that she wants to uh, go with him to travel the world. So they actually go travel the world and see all the places that uh, they've wanted to see. And somehow, in the middle of all this, she gets pregnant. And they get told that she either aborts the child because it's going to kill her. Well, because it, like, like it worked right up her brain thing. It won't kill her right away, but they need like whatever. They have to give her treatment now. Yeah, and the treatment will kill the baby. Right. Yep. So she needs to abort the baby to fix herself, or not abort the baby, but like treat. If she gets treatment, it might hurt the baby for some reason. But if she doesn't give treatment, the baby will be healthy, but she'll die. Pretty, almost guaranteed, they essentially. They to give birth to the baby early to get the treatment or run the full term so the baby's healthy and then get treatment. You're right. Yeah, that's what it is. And she's preemie. So they, so they end up... Uh, they end up give, she uh, gives birth or C-section or whatever they do to get the baby out. He's preemie, and he has these kind of like physical ailments. I guess like his lungs didn't develop properly maybe. Like his legs maybe didn't develop or his spine or something because he's in a wheelchair all the time. Right. Um, and they name him uh, Tobias Reynard because that's the name of uh, that's Quincy's last name. Yeah. And uh, then it like kind of goes through and shows like, I don't know, five or six years or something with the kid growing up and eventually he passes away because he's sick. Obviously, like this was expected. And uh, then Linry and Linry, mainly Linry, hates herself for uh, having like letting her kid die, and just throws away the relationship she has with Quincy, and just goes straight to work. Uh, moves into this like residential dorm they have at the facility, and decides that she's going to just work for the rest of her life. I guess to try to fix or get this thing working, whatever the fuck the issue is she has. Uh, like she's given up on relationships. Um, and in, it's this version of Linry that uh, ends up, I guess, like almost perfecting the technology. And she goes to use it. And then uh, 
she like is running some simulations, I guess, to test the thing out, and that's where we are at the start of the game. You see her like put Quincy there, um, like start the simulation up, do all this kind of stuff, and then uh, so you fin- you're finished with this section of the game now, right. <laughs> and you walk to back to the exit, and she meets you there, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's only been like five seconds for me out there. Uh, time moves differently here, or whatever." Um, and you join her and you leave. Um, and then you kind of, uh, I think you go back to the house again and she asks you to like observe things, but not like you have to go in and out doors multiple times because for some reason, like the act of observing is what causes the glitch or something and, and then people die. So she's still using you for, to run experiments and at a certain point, um, you have to go into the basement to run experiments there, which is where the facility was. And like, uh, you learn that the item they were trying to show off was this like prototype version of the memory brain thing. And for some reason, whenever it gets turned on, that's what's killing people. Are you like having everybody die? Right. So the the core unit, the mainframe, I guess, is in the basement. And so you go down there, and you are asked to watch it while it's being run. And, uh, oh, I guess during all this, like, you get, your party members are the rice cooker robot and this long cat creature thing for some fucking reason. I don't know what the hell the point of that stuff was. Yeah. I guess to add some humor to it, but, uh, that, that's something that happens. Yep. <laughs> and so... Uh, when you go to the basement, the only party member you have is the cat, and you're, like, leading the cat, and then, like, shit happens, and you start getting, like, scared, and the cat starts to run away, but you're, like, well, the, Quincy like... says something, like, uh, shouldn't you be, like, protecting me or something? I can't remember. And the cat, like, gets his, like, boxing gear put on, and he starts, he becomes the lead character, and you walk down this hallway, and you get to the computer mainframe. Um, and then, uh... Then Reese like radios in and says she's gonna start the memory up or the demonstration up, and you start seeing the mainframe thing charge up, and then like I guess halfway through these like black tentacle things start coming through, and before the test finishes, like the mainframe fully powers up, it gets destroyed by all these tentacles that are coming through events and shit, and then uh, I don't remember if they stay or leave, but then Reese comes down, the cat fucking bolts. Uh, and Quincy's scared, uh, but Linry shows up, and then all of the tentacles kind of coalesce into this vaguely humanoid form, and uh, you come to find out that the, it's actually the imaginary friend girl from the previous game, Finding Paradise, and she's in this world for some reason, and then you learn that this is actually not just a simulation, it's just one of like hundreds of thousands of simulations that are being run. And like this stack, and that... the end of the stack, and that's why there is... They couldn't, you couldn't do another simulation on top of what's already going on. So it's like, uh, what's that one movie where it's like a dream within a dream within a dream or whatever? Um... I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, uh... It's got fucking, uh... What the hell... Other names. This is the, we just talked about this earlier. We can't remember celebrity shit. <laughs> Inception. Inception. Yeah. Google helps with things. That's for sure. So yeah, Inse- it's like Inception, but the reason like everything's breaking down is because it's at the maximum limit. You can't go 
any deeper and that's why all these things keep breaking down and the tentacle person is basically like destroying it because if you can't you can't go deeper because it will break the machine basically so the uh the imaginary friend character explains to you like hey what really happened is that you went through the whole the original um, and, yeah, and this is real life, by the way, because this is also a simulation. Like she thought that like these two characters thought they were real, but they are also simulations. Yeah. Um, so she's like, "You made it farther than most, because once people realize, or once you realize you're a simulation, some people can't handle that kind of th- like some of the the uh, simulations can't handle it and kind of just break down." Um, so she's like, then she explains like what really happened, um, which is instead of. Uh, having the child early she goes full term and then she gets sick and has the kid uh uh the kid they name the kid neil and then you're like oh it's neil from you know the previous two games so basically it's the origin story of neil um and you kind of see that now because like now you understand neil's character because he's like goofy kind of goofy and like his dad but also super smart like his mom you know so <clears throat> it's also a lot more like the pomp with stuff because he knows he has not much longer to live because of his brain thing that he inherited from his mom because he, he still, well, he can still they, they said he still they said that he had a chance of getting whatever she had and there was a chance they had to take and he ended up getting it out they found out after she died that he had the same thing she had right but he still is going strong at this point of the game uh of, of the story uh and he ran all these simulations because i can't re- like he uh he tried to like he got with the sigmund company because he tried to get with the original company that his mom was in and he couldn't uh for what- they rejected him because of his relationship oh that's right to the mom i think yeah you're right that's what it was and so he joined the sigmund company so he can do his research still i'm not sure how he found his mom maybe did he f- I can't remember how he got his mom's memories or whatever. I don't remember how they explained that. I don't think they'd say. I'm sure. But they... it's they probably had it on the server of the original manufacturer place because she was she was the one doing the tests or whatever. Yeah. So she probably had access to the information. I don't know how that like he would have got the memories of her like having a kid because at that point she already left the place after the guy died and shit. Because the only like the word diverges. Uh, the memories are when she gets pregnant unless like that's the are, big unless those are oh. like his original memories and then like they did the simulations off his memories and then that that's how he like he figured out his mom or something maybe well the, the tech does like fix quote-unquote discrepancies and paradoxes and shit so i guess you're right they could have just put in what they had yeah and, and that's why it's the, so many... the before before and after and it kind of like made it happen and that's why there's so many simulations to get to that point because they had to put his original memories and then like what would happen if you know she took so that's what that's how I created that original Lindley that didn't die and then it kind of revert back to the original story so it's it's like it's like inception deep it's like you got to really think about it to kind of figure it out which is really kind of cool, like kind of interesting so but uh then what happens after that? Uh, so the characters learn 
what happened, and they have a, they're given a choice. Uh, she's like the the imaginary friends like I have to destroy this server, the simulation, otherwise it'll cause catastrophic damage. But I can keep you guys alive, quote unquote alive because you're not really alive, uh, and you can live like your life out if you'd like to. And Linry's like, no, why? We're fake anyway. What's the point? And Quincy's like, well, you know, we're alive now, right? Why not enjoy the rest of our time together? So, um, so they get sent to the moon to watch the AI imaginary friend thing it's out, it's outside, devour outside the of Earth or something like that. It's outside of the limitations of the program. So you're outside the program when she destroys the simulation. That's what. Well, yeah. You're all the Somehow. Yeah, you're all. And the then moon. like. All the different versions that like kind of made it to that point of self-realization and then she combined yeah, they, they all combine them yeah all combined into one primary quincy and Lindley. yep and then she has like enough i guess like there's enough space for like a separate simulation for them to just live on like if the, that's outside of everything else that the, that where neil lived and they're both so where everyone lived basically and he ends up yeah, in a perfect world. In a perfect world, he ends up marrying Ava, which is pretty funny. Um, right? I, mean, I thought it was natural. I didn't really think it was funny, but huh? <laughs> like he, like it's obviously he he wants like he likes her like in the actual games or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't think it was strange. But... I didn't think it was strange. No, I thought it was funny. Like he, like I don't know, he didn't... like in the agile world that would have. They would have been together or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so like you watch, uh, like so it, like it literally goes back to where uh, Linry gets put into her child body and gets to live her childhood out, but Quincy only gets put into his college body. Right. So, um, which I guess is the only important part because that's the only part that Linry knew him. From, and she's the only important character or whatever. Right. Uh, so then they like to meet. They go through everything again. I don't know if they retain their memories. I'm sure they did. Yeah. So uh, they kind of go through the rest of their life. Uh, give birth to Neil. Uh, watch him and uh, Ava get married, have grandbabies. And then at some point, they're like in a, a kitchen about to have breakfast or something. And the imaginary friend comes in and she's like, it's time to go. Uh, did you enjoy your time together? And they both say, yeah. And then they get, like, vanished, like, turned into digital dust or some shit. Well, they're like, and, I, just, uh, I saw the real Neil or something like that. And then she's like, he's been here the whole time type thing. That's right. Yeah. I'm watching. Yeah. Which is then when you go to, you get, I guess you get, you transition to Neil's bedroom or wherever he's at, <laughs> working on his little, uh, third-party fucking memory gear thing he's built from like scraps of uh other kits or whatever devices because didn't he like fake lose one of them in the, the last game right and so he got to keep i think so i think that's, that's why he's being tracked down because they found a discrepancy in the logs or something yeah that's what it was so it, then it cuts to like the end where the last game ended, which is like uh, his partner Ava is outside along with a couple coworkers. I can't remember their names. Uh, it's like Nicole or something and Doctor somebody. 
Yeah. I don't think they matter too much. Uh, but they're trying to find like find out what the fuck he's doing. So they end up knocking on the door, and he answers the door. And they ask him if he wants to come out for ice cream, and he slams the door in their face, and then comes out later. And uh, Ava goes to uh, open the door because he left. Uh, Neil left, but it, he didn't lock the door. So she goes to lock it, but it locks itself, and she's like, is somebody in there? And I think that's where it ends. Right. So. And there's like a post-credits thing where they say continued in the next game or something. Yeah. To be continued or the story continues or something like that. So. So. <laughs> what's your opinion on this, Kevin? Uh... I I liked it for the most part. Like, it kind of drug in the middle uh, at some points where you're going through her, you know, when she has the kid and all that kind of stuff. And when you're walking down the, the long line, I'm like, uh, this getting a little, like, there's, like, also, like, a little bar where it shows how much progress she made and, like, it fills up really slowly. <laughs> you know, like, oh, God, this is, this is going to go on for a while. You know, like, all those little um, orbs, you know? Yeah. And then once you, like, get past the part, like, you see a little bar flash on the screen, and, like, basically tells you how far you are in that part of the story. And it moves, like, a centimeter, and you're like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I wish it could go a little faster. Uh, so, it does, I mean, for a five-hour game, it's fine, I guess. It's not terrible, but it does drag a little longer in the middle. Uh, or it's just not as interesting. Like, the beginning is interesting, the end's interesting, it's just the middle part was, like, okay. So... I mean, I, had a, I enjoyed it uh, overall, and it's part of the series, but it's probably the weakest part of the game of the series. Maybe, I mean, it, I I do like uh, I do like how it tied into Neil, so that kind of raises a little bit for me. Um, but if it wasn't him involved, if it's just like kind of on its own legs, it wouldn't be as good. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a three. I still liked it. Still think it's good. I don't think it's terrible, but um, it's definitely supported by Neil's character, and then it 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 been a little bit lower for me if it wasn't for him. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, to me, it would have been better if they leaned more heavily on like a different narrative style like they were hinting at with like the murder mystery thing yeah because it was it got interesting and then it just fucking fell off the cliff for me um like i said before i'm not really into played out to me because it's to me it's played out romantic shit by now i guess if you're like young you don't have a lot of experience with like all the romantic shit that's been put out there and all the media then this might be like super endearing for you and stuff but for me it's just kind of like more people's relationship problems. Cool. Let's keep. Let's go with something interesting, please. And then we got to, um, like the the outside force coming in and destroying the shit. And I was like, okay, cool. Something's happening. Uh, then we like learned that it's all a simulation and like seeing uh like the perfect world version of everybody was okay. Yeah. Uh, and then getting like the reveal that oh Neil was watching the whole time and he's controlling like the simulation for whatever reason like I would have preferred to be given more like lore drops about what the fuck's going on 
uh, and I feel like we didn't really get anything. It just felt like more of a wasted game, like lore wise, uh, because it's all about people that are dead. Yeah, it's which more, is like it's more backstory, artillery, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Like it's Neil's origins or whatever, but like not really. It's like a mix of like it's mostly about his mom, and then we learn about him. Almost as like an aside, because it's still about the mom and then the dad at the end of the game. Yeah. And then Neil is like, "Oh, uh, so that happened or whatever the fuck he says." Like, obviously he didn't say that, but he's like, "Okay, so that's done, or whatever." He got whatever he wanted out of it, I guess. Right. Uh, but they don't really tell you what the fuck it was, and they're like, "Oh, well, next more in the next game," and it's like, "Are you, are you gonna do this bait and switch again, or <laughs> you give us fucking shit in the game, man?" I think he wouldn't like, know what would happen if his mom lived. I think that's what it was. And he, uh, he wanted to see what his life would have been like when it was perfect or whatever. Yeah, it's this perfect, perfect world scenario. That's what happened. And to I mean, all that's the- that's all well and good, but like that's ultimately a fruitless thing because this is the world you're living in. Right. I don't like. I understand how people want to see that stuff, but I don't understand how it would help anybody. If anything, I feel like it would just make them more miserable, like seeing what they missed out on. Well, no, to me, in my opinion, it would make you be able to move on because you're like, okay, that's what happened, what happened, but now this is the the life I got, so now I gotta make it happen in this life, whatever, you know, something happy, or whatever. Like, obviously, you can't make it happen. Like, you made it happen, but not like in your real life, if that makes sense. So maybe he has he has some sort of like, a comp, you know, he feels accomplished by doing that. Or good about himself, or good at what it could have been, um, and maybe that's all he wanted out of that. Maybe I don't know. It just—it's not my cup of tea for that kind of stuff. Because I, I mean, I guess I understand that people need to see that to understand that they have the uh, potential to make something good. They just have to like act on it. But like at the same time, like imagine pairing into that kind of like perfect world scenario and it's not much better than it is now then like what the fuck is the point <laughs> like I, I feel like this kind of stuff only works in scenarios where it's of course is going to be the absolute perfect thing and that's not it, that's impossible to expect from real life ever right. so to me it's better to I guess live in the world you're living in and deal with the consequences or whatever repercussions of shit as it comes uh and like make the most of it instead of wistfully pining for something better but i'm also not really living the dream myself so it's not like <laughs> i have any room to talk but uh i guess i like the, the story more than you did because i'd give it a three and a half uh because the, the middle did drag a lot but uh like the early game hype and then like the end game like reveals whatever kind of made it up to me. So three and a half. Okay. Uh anything else you wanted to say about it? Um I no, it's, I liked it. I like where it's heading. Um hopefully they can stick the landing because I think uh the last game before this was what, twenty seventeen, so I think there was what, four years in between games. Um, so he might be struggling with like what to do or maybe he, maybe now he's figured it out. I don't know. Cause there's already another one coming out soon. So hopefully that's good news. Well, they do make those little like side story things in between every couple of years too. So it's not like, yeah, but it's not like he's not doing nothing 
Between uh, I imagine he's got a day job. Yeah. Well, he writes all the music and all that kind of stuff, too, so it probably takes a little while to do uh, yeah. these kind of games. So, um, Because he does it basically all himself. I think he has some help, but not not too much. Uh, I mean, he definitely sources like scripts and stuff and sprite work from other people because he definitely has a lot of credits in the credits. And I do, uh, I thought it was funny. I was watching the credits and I saw like uh, special thank yous to a bunch of people's usernames. And I'm like, hey, I recognize those usernames from when I was in the community a long time ago. Um, so it's interesting that they're all still doing like sprite work and shit. Like the RPG maker people, like kind of just to help them with sprites and stuff. Uh, well, a lot, so a lot of the people in the community will make stuff because they like adding content to the, uh, like, available resources out there for people. Okay. So they will, like, just make shit and put it on the forums for anybody to use, just as long as you get credited. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, um, but... Oh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I, I miss, I miss, uh... Whenever the next one comes out, I'm definitely gonna get get it. So, yeah, you guys can look forward to the listening to one of those eventually. Yeah, four or five years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that leads us into our next musical break. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, this song is titled "Tangents of Peculiarity," and uh, it's my pick. And I thought it was pretty interesting. So I uh, hope you guys think it's interesting too. So that was Tangents of Peculiarity. Uh, visuals. <laughs> they were okay. <laughs> like, there's definitely a lot of custom sprite work that went into this game. Uh, so that's definitely appreciated. Yeah. Um, and it, it looks fine. Like, nothing looks bad. Uh, can't really comment on, like, enemy design or anything because there was none of that. Um, I feel like he did artfully use what resources he had, even though I don't particularly 
enjoy like the way that they were used like making us walk through those hallways is kind of like bullshit yeah when it could have just been like a cutscene or whatever right like do, uh, you don't need to be walking when you're just doing a montage just to give me a fucking montage yeah so uh but yeah i mean like a lot of the stuff has a lot of uh like life to it like a lot of the animations for the characters they move around a lot um like the cat had a lot of animations that made it look like i don't say alive but like a living creature um and playful and stuff or whatever so um i would also give it a three and a half because it's i mean it's good it's not like fantastic uh i feel like the other games had a lot more going on to it visually yeah. Uh, and this one's just kind of like the average. I'm gonna give it a three. Take my three. Okay. Okay. Anything to say on it, or just give it a three? Uh, I mean, it looks fine. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, eight. What was it? Sixteen bit. I think it's thirty-two bit. Thirty-two bit. I mean, yeah. Just that long uh, hallway part of it, like. I don't know. I feel like you could either shorten that up or do some kind of something better than just the long hallway. Like, I don't know. I don't know if like that's the best thing you could have done or time restraints restraints or I don't know. I just I wasn't a fan of that part. So it kind of dropped a little bit for me. That's fair. It's not, I mean, it does, it's not terrible or not bad or anything. It's, it's fine. It's just fine. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. Now we're it's, just talking about. Like we said before, like I said before, the other games had a lot more going on. Like the, uh, like even the, the Finding Paradise with the imagination, uh, the imaginary friend. Like she did all kinds of crazy shit. Like in this game, they're just like, oh, we're gonna use her to eat this core mainframe thing, and then send them to the moon and eat the and, and eat the. The Earth, quote unquote. Like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, moving on. Uh, music slash voice acting. Uh, in this particular case, there is no voice acting, so it'll be just a uh, music. As far as I'm concerned, or as far as I'm aware, um, ninety-nine to one hundred percent of the music is composed by the director of the game, Khan Gao. So, this is all his stuff. Yeah. And he really likes piano. Right. Uh, I don't think there's a track that doesn't have piano in it. Um, but, I mean, it's all it's all well and good if you like piano. I don't like piano that much. <laughs> I prefer string instruments. So, uh, like for me, I, I also give it a three and a half. Because uh, there's definitely a lot of emotion to a lot of the music. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely well made. It's just not any thing that I particularly enjoy as a style. Uh, I didn't really remember anything too catchy. Um, but like I said, it's definitely emotional and, uh, everything fits the scene that it's in for the most part. I don't remember anything that was like out of place. Uh, yeah, that's my opinion on it, so. What about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I thought it was really, really well done. Like, every 
song was made specifically for that moment. So I think that, to me, it gives a lot more, it's respectable and a lot more weight to it than just like someone, I guess a lot, most music and games are kind of set to, are made for a particular game for a particular moment. But, you know, that he does it all himself, too, kind of, like, makes it more impressive to me. Um, and I think that's... Where, wherever the music is played, it's appropriate. Like, it makes sense or it feels right to me. So, and I think it's really well done. So I really enjoyed the, you know, the parts I did pay attention to, so... that's a good uh interpretation i would say i can definitely get down with that um well that leads us into the third musical break then flying through this shit yeah it's gonna be probably one of our shortest ones which is fine we need to have a short one every once in a while uh the next music break is mine uh it's called to chase a murderer uh it's but in the beginning part of the game where it's kind of like a murder type song like you're searching for a murderer type thing uh it's uh i think pretty good it's really catchy to me so uh here is to chase murder Alrighty, so we're almost done. Uh, and our last two sections are probably going to go really quickly as well. So uh, the first one is overall experience. As Brent would say, it is expectations versus reality, but we all have our own little uh, take on it. And uh, since this was technically your pick, Kevin, let's start with you. How did how did you feel overall? Uh, I felt fine. I mean, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I enjoyed. It for what it was a um, little bit l- weaker than the other couple entries but still pretty top tier like enjoyable for me like i don't regret it i want to I'm, I'm excited so excited for the next one i'm gonna probably play the next one and all the other ones unless something terrible like catastrophically bad happens or it's the next game is just terrible but 
I'm definitely going to keep up with the series, and I followed him on Facebook, and, you know, this game made me feel emotions, too, so, I like, any kind of RPG Maker game that I can feel emotions to, I think that's some good writing, regardless of, like, how he, uh, how some of the game run, the plays or whatever, so I'm in it for that, um, so I'm going to give it a four, no, three and a half, sorry, three and a half. Um, so for me, I was not anticipating uh, playing this game. He just kind of sprung it up on me, and I was like, all right, yeah, why not? I remember the other one's being short. This should be short, too. And uh, because of that, I really didn't expect much going into it. I honestly don't remember or didn't remember too much about the other games, so I don't know if that's uh, good or bad uh, for going in, into this one. I definitely uh, was caught off guard when I, they said they were in a simulation. Um, and then it was like a simulation of a simulation kind of thing, which was like getting kind of trippy. So it was, uh, definitely unique concepts. I just don't think that like the cool, unique stuff was expanded on as much as it should have been. And it, we were again, just forced to go through the drudgery of somebody's like life. Yeah. Which I guess is like the, the appeal of this kind of shit, but I'm really getting over that. Yeah. It's <laughs> definitely getting long in the tooth a little bit. Like... It's it's novel in concept at first, but it's like okay, so like so many different people's lives you can go through that are gonna be interesting, you know, concept wise. So it's gonna be like kind of like your monster of the week type thing after a while, where like okay, it's the same thing, just a different monster of the week. Yeah. So it's definitely he needs to. I think he probably has to wrap it up soon with like wherever wherever he's going with the story. Or if not wrap it up, at least like change something, change something drastically, like to pivot somewhere yeah. with not necessarily like, like the story, but like with the way that the game works. Like you could still go back into people's memories and do that memory shit if that's what you want. But yeah, like do something different with it. Don't just do the same bullshit. Otherwise, like this guy just might as well write a book because or whatever. Like because it's that's essentially what he's doing. It's just a book with RPG Maker as the medium and Which so much, I mean, that's cool if that's what you want to do or whatever but like yeah. it's not engaging anymore to me right. it's starting to lose its luster yeah. so uh for me i'm giving it a three uh not because like it's a bad game like we've definitely played worse games i've been just kind of like eh, it's another one yeah some fatigue and you're starting to get the fatigue of the game mm-hmm yeah and uh Again, again, like nothing against <laughs> anybody that might be the, the one person listening to this who might like a diehard fan or whatever. They're not saying the game's bad. I'm just saying it's not. It's not. It's definitely not marketed to me, and it's. Uh, he's got to do something, something fresh. He needs something fresh in the next one. I guess, please, please, God. <laughs> Please give me that murder mystery, man. I was I was so hyped up for that shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you should do like the Inception murder mystery, like he was getting like towards. That'd be kind of interesting. Like, well, he was murdered, but from someone from a different plane of existence, and you have to go back to that, and you gotta like unravel the knot of like how many different simulations there have been, or something. That would have been kind of fucking cool. Or, or like even uh, even going off of that, like have a Quincy from somewhere else be coming in doing the murders, like a different simulation, and like he got like they have to 
Like somehow they know that this they have to like save their simulation by murdering like stopping other simulations or something. And so you have to, you like you get involved in that too. Like you got to start murdering things or people like in other simulations or something. Like something to kind of I don't know get you doing something. Yeah. And instead of walking down the fucking hallway. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, I don't know. The hallway was. I don't know. If like I. I don't know if it's necessity or whatever, but anytime you walk down a hallway for a lot of part of a game, it's like. Walk, Dude, that was like, it's two and a half hours of that hallway, man. Because yeah. you got, like, Act 1, which is in the mansion, and you're kind of, like, exploring the mansion, doing this weird shit. Yeah. And then they like, they dump you into this fucking hallway. Yeah. And you're walking down a hallway, and you're getting this lady's life history. And then you're getting all the fuck Like, even when you get to the part where, like, she's pregnant, and, like, the whole thing with Neil happens, you're still walking down a fucking hallway. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like... Please, <laughs> it's like please cut this shit quick. Get this over with. Wrap it up, boxed. Hit the button. <laughs> Christ. Well, so uh, replayability slash extra content. I am <laughs> point five. Definitely for me. Yeah, point five. Uh, this could be a zero, right? <laughs> you you know, I will give it a. It's getting a point five because like you can, you're gonna you may want to replay it again yeah. when the next game comes out in five years to refresh yourself about what the fuck is going on, but <laughs> I don't know if it'd be necessary. Right. There's definitely the extra content, so yeah. Unless they definitely like, point five. Unless they add that like net, like that summer beach thing is the extra content they add later. <laughs> But yeah, we're kind of like the the Sigma Core side stories or whatever. Yeah, so it's... To, the, to the moon. Uh, yeah, point fives, baby. Yeah, making it happen. Fuck yeah, the new uh, the new point fives. Really using them this time. <laughs> and we thought we would be rarely using them, and then this happens. Well, you know, this is a very like you said before. This is a very like distinct style of game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't super expensive. <laughs> yeah, how much was it? Like five bucks, ten bucks? Uh, you don't, I don't even know. Like, I bought it when you told me to buy it. So, <laughs> no, me too. I was like, it, I was it like, wasn't that bad. It. You can get it on Steam. I mean, this is de definitely a good Steam Deck game, I guess. If you have a Steam Deck and you're at work and you want to play something, you can definitely like, you know, do an hour or something at a time, and kind of just when you're bored on a car ride or something, perfect, you know. Well, it's six right now. It's thirty three percent off on Steam, so it's six sixty nine. I don't know how long that sale's going for, uh, but I definitely paid the full price of ten dollars for it. <laughs> and it's got uh, it's got seven thousand five hundred and ninety six reviews, and it's got a ten out of ten five star rating. So damn, that's pretty good. Can you say people being fucking sycophants? Because I can. Because there's definitely there's definitely this is. I mean, it's a good game, but it's definitely not fucking ten out of ten. Uh, well, like I said, but the only people probably playing this game have played the other two and are probably huge-ass fans of it. Um, they're not doing it for, like, review purposes like we are. Like, yeah, I like the like the series, but I'm not, like, a super-duper fan like that, you know? Well, there's still room to be objective to works you like. Like, I, like, Valkyrie Profile is one of my favorite games, and I did not give that one a perfect score, even though... Subjectively, I think it deserves a perfect score. Objectively, I know it doesn't. 
like even with like Suikoden 2, I didn't. I don't remember giving it a perfect score because like the music's kind of lackluster in some places and stuff. But your overall experience could still be a five. Like I think that's what really matters. Oh yeah, it could be. Yeah, that that that's probably like the the score whatever that would show up. Yeah. Uh, not just an average. If I if I ever decide to actually get the scores off of all the shit and like graph it or put it on the website or whatever. Mm. I guess I'd use overall experience as like the score for the game, and then like I guess do an average as like a su- a subsection because I mean that's entirely possible. Like overall score and then like an average score or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think it would t- you'd take it from overall and like just put our names by like Kevin, Tra- you know Nick or whatever, Travis. Well, sure, but like, uh, but I mean, like, so have like the overall experience score as like the big score, and then like have the rest of the shit averaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, like, average category score or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know, but that's uh, probably never going to happen. Because I was supposed to be making a new website for this, and I stopped doing that. (laughs) I don't think we need to. We might eventually, once we, uh, a couple years, when we run out of uh, podcast, like, I think I only do 200 podcasts on on the website, and then you have to, like, get a new one or something. Oh, shit. Okay. Or maybe by that time we could upgrade it or something. I don't know. I think we have to maybe make a new section. Or I can start, like, archiving, like, the non-RPG episodes into something else. But that might piss people yeah. off, too. So, it's like... I don't, I don't know. know. The don't fucking know. ten people that want to go back and listen to them. Right. I mean, they'll still be on the website, but it won't be, like, on the app anymore. So, I don't I don't know what to do about that. We would probably have to figure that out. But, like, But that's, like couple years down the road we can worry about that because we're only at like 120 something or 130 something maybe total okay total episodes if you look like look on a like app on the phone or something it should tell you the whole total amount even though we're like episode 125 or something i'll look up here in a second oh yeah that's far away off then we definitely got time to figure that shit out oh we could wait till the last fucking moment like Probably is gonna. What's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh shit! All right. Well, uh, I guess that wraps it up for the show. Um, so obviously, if you couldn't tell, oh, oh wait, no, musical break, musical break. Yeah. So last musical break. What is it? Uh, last musical break is called the final test. Just one another one of the songs that uh, stood out to me. Um, pretty decent. So here is the final test.
I definitely had an issue, uh, or not, I wouldn't say an issue, but a little bit of trouble picking a song because there's like 60 fucking songs on this OST, which is more than a lot of like 40 hour games have. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't make it too far down the list because I heard the one I liked and I was like, you know what? If there's one better, great, but this one's good enough. All right, so we're at 153 episodes right now. Oh, shit. So, I mean, we were averaging, what, 12 to 14 a year? Maybe. Oh, that was before. Now we're kind of doing, I would say, maybe 7 to 8. We've done done more this year than we did last year already because we're doing more short games. Because I think a big problem is... We'd play a game and then wait like two weeks, three weeks, because we all had to meet up properly before we even started working on the next one. So that's like a month and a half per game in general. But I think with me and you, just kind of streamline. Yeah, me and you can do it pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. It's probably it's about one a month. That should be what we're expected to do. Uh, this one's gonna be like three in a month, so that's different. Well, that's why it's fun to do some short ones every once in a while, so we're not, like, stressing out trying to... Like, I just get so, like, overwhelmed trying to, like, finish one of these long games, and sometimes I just need, like, a palate cleanser like this one, so that's why I like these kind of things. Yeah, makes sense. Um, It definitely helps me that I play a bunch of random shit in between. Like, I was working on a bunch of games that had server closures, so got those done. In between doing all this stuff and playing Trails... Yeah. Um, uh, well. So yeah, the next game is uh, Trails from Zero. Um, and I, I think the title comes from like basically they're like the SSS is starting from zero. Basically, it's a new organization or a new like concept of the. Uh, so like bracers are a thing, but there's like this is like the governmental side of it where they can do more bracers are basically to help civilians like they're number one but for the sss or the police force it's like they they're government so it's not necessarily people first and they're trying to help like that their bad image so they made this uh unit up um so it's kind of what i got from it is it's like two two uh sides of the same coin and that coin is justice where like the right. bracers are about the people side, like making sure people are kept safe, uh, their property is kept safe, and like they don't have any problems staying alive, living, whatever. Whereas the SSS is doing the same stuff, but they're more concerned about preventing future injustices. Right, and uh, they can't like bracers can't get involved in anything political. So unless someone's like life is in danger, they can't get involved. Whereas the SSS can do something, like, they can more be preemptive about things. Instead of reactive, they can be more proactive. Because uh, it's like, they can stop it before it happens type thing. Like, with the whole, like, the first, uh, in the prologue, you know, where they stop the fights and stuff. Yeah. So. It's definitely interesting, for sure. I like the bracer side thing of things better. Uh but I'm only in the first chapter, so maybe my opinion might change. Do you? There's definitely a lot of conspiracies going on, so that's I find that pretty intriguing. Yeah, definitely. I like 
lot of fun. I like the plot in this game way more than Cold Steel, because that game plot, like, I don't like, I really don't like, like, school slice of life kind of shit, and I'm, so that was, like, a lot, a lot of school slice of life kind of shit, yeah. so I'm, I, I do like detective, uh, like, like, stuff, like murder mysteries and stuff like that, so... I go back to this fucking game, Imposter Factory. I was fucking hyped for a murder mystery. I didn't get one, so I got. I'm getting a little bit more out of that. I so probably and probably more gravitating towards trails exactly because of that. Like I felt like I wanted some of the detective stuff. Yeah. And I got hinted at that in this game, and it got robbed. And but then we're playing Trails from Zero, and it's all detective stuff. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, and like. It is so that's so in depth and like the story is very well written. Like, you know, the the very first thing you have to do is figure out this. Uh, you know, there's two warring like gangs, and you know what they think they, their side got their guy got beat up, but well, the other side got beat up. They don't realize it was an, a third party that did it, and for reasons like you don't really. Like it's hard to figure out, like until they like lay it out in front of you. To me, it's like a very, very interesting and well done. You know, like it's not something you would just think of right away. It's more depth to it, you know. Oh yeah, sure. Like there's always something on the surface, but underneath is where the real meat is. So, so it's definitely cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, this is. That that's what I hate about Cold Steel. It's just the school stuff. Like there there are some good characters and some good moments, and it gets bigger than the school after the first. Like one and three are like the school like kind of uh, games, and then like two and four are more like the world, like whatever happened is happening in the world, and you're taking care of what you can take care of. Um, kind of like the repercussions of what happened when they're at school and they're dealing with that. Yeah. Like the second, but game. I think I think I got burned out in Cold Steel too because I went in like right after the first one, yeah. and I got like half. I, well, actually, what happened was I got halfway through and I missed a chest somewhere or some bullshit, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I gotta fucking do this shit all over again the next playthrough. And I think there was another game that we were doing for the podcast, and so I stopped playing Cold Steel for the podcast game, and I just never went back. But I'll probably get back to that uh, sometime soon because I have the um, English patched versions of all the. Uh, Chosen the Sky games on my Vita now, so I'm hoping to play those at work. And then I'll get back to Cold Steel after this. Yeah, I would say go to uh, after the after if you wanted to, I would go to Sky first. Oh well, I'm gonna do so. I'll finish Trails mainly for the podcast. Uh, I'll, tra- I'll finish from zero, and then I'll go to Sky first chapter, second chapter, third, and then I also have the patched version of uh, this. Uh, game on the Vita as well, which I guess uh, we'll talk more about during the review, but uh, the Vita version Evolution has like extra side quests and shit that the PS4, Switch, PC versions don't have. Oh, really? Evidently. Because the guide that uh, we're, we're using, uh, the that, the bump, whatever fuck dude's name guide, uh, he'll have like sections that are like, if you're playing the Vita version, this is a specific exclusive Vita quest. And you get extra shit from him, which is annoying, but I don't know why, like, I don't know why that's not in these versions, but whatever. Oh, I thought that we were playing the Vita version. Evidently we're playing some port. Like, this is, I guess, is the Kai version, and then, like, they made, they remade it into the Evolution version, which is not the version we got ported from. Oh. I don't, I don't understand it. I think, 
Okay. But there's extra shit we don't have, which sucks. Well, if we if you go through one sky one through three, like we could definitely do like just maybe a compilation podcast or something. So okay, or we can just go do them all. Like, I don't know. I mean, we probably want to... I mean, we could do an episode of each one. We probably need to because the story is probably pretty. Uh... Yeah, one and two are almost like the same. Like it's just, I feel like it's part one and part two of the same story. Okay. Like you'll see when he gets to the end, it's like that's not really the end of Cold Steel One or not Cold Steel Sky One. It's like that's not really the end. It's just like kind of like a intermission to me. It feels like. Um, Makes sense. But we'll probably get burnt. You'll probably get burnt out trying to do them all in a row. <laughs> so we probably have to do some stuff in between. But um, oh, I'm always playing random shit in between. Like right now, one of my buddies is like, "Hey, play this game called Knives Out with me." And I'm like, "The fuck is that?" And it's apparently some Japanese-only battle royale bullshit. So oh, okay, I don't really want to be doing that. But trophies are trophies. So. Did you figure out what you want to play next after uh, Trails? Uh, yeah, I was going to pick Final Fantasy X. You still on that, or you but, want to do something different? Uh, I'm kind of thinking uh, Trinity Souls of Zillol. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh, let me link you to it. It's a, I played on the PS3 already, but I recently got access to the European version, which has a separate uh, trophy list, so I kind of want to play it again. Trinity what? Uh, it's called Trinity Souls of Zill Ol. I'll um I'll link the Wikipedia article in uh, the, Is it only the Discord. PS3? Uh, yeah, it's only PS3, unfortunately. Oh boy. Super. Yeah, I gotta go back to that thing. Put that. Wait, you'd have to go. Uh, let's see here. It's in the general chat. That's cool. That's something different. I never even heard of it. Yeah. I like, uh, I mean, you know me, I like niche stuff, so, uh, and it's, a uh, it's like an action RPG kind of thing, so, I thought it was fun. The story is not the best, uh, but there's definitely a story. What kind of gameplay is it? Is it action RPG, or? Yeah, it's action RPG. And you have three party members, you can switch between them, and they all have, it's one of those things where, like, the main guy has, like, a bounced attack style, where, like, he has got swords, and they do, like, normal sword damage thing, but then, like, the girl has either, like, a daggers or a bow or something, so she can do attacks that enemies are weak to that shit with, and then the third guy is, like, the big strong guy with the big fucking axe or hammer or something, and so he's useful against enemies that have, like, armor or some bullshit. I'm guessing you can't buy it online anymore. The Amazon and that shit, or Google, or eBay. Uh, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> That's cool. I'll look into it after, later. I, I don't know that it's super expensive, but it might be... I don't know. It's it's definitely like one of those fucking... Like you said, nobody ever heard of it before kind of things. You might still be able to buy it on PSN for cheap. Because uh, you could just log into the PS3 and buy it on the PS3 store. I'll check. That. I don't know if it's like full price on that or whatever. I don't care about full price or not. I don't want to pay like a hundred bucks or something for a game. Yeah, but don't 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 buy it yet until I kind of figure out if I want to pick it or not. Oh, oh you're not sure yet? Okay. Well... Yeah, I'll, I'll wait till after I guess trail we finish trails to decide if I want to do Final Ten or that one. Okay. We're that way you're not like. Spending money for no reason. Well, you eventually pick it, won't you? 
there's a lot of games <laughs> to go through. So I, I am leaning more towards it than Final Fantasy X, just because, like I said, it's a niche thing. Like I know it doesn't get as hits. Yeah. Uh, like we won't get as much hits as Final Fantasy X would. Uh, but it's more of a it's. I guess it's more doing a service. Yeah. Some of that because it's the uh, it's like a hidden game or whatever. I wouldn't say it's a hidden gem, but it's definitely a hidden game. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. I'm good for that. Okay. Definitely don't think Travis would play it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, actually, he might be more likely to play this than he would be playing Final Fantasy X because he fucking hates Final Fantasy X apparently. But yeah, all right. Yeah, fuck it. I, I guess I'll pick that. That's that's what my next game will be. Fuck it. Okay. Buying it now. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry in advance because you're probably gonna. If not hate it, they'd be dissatisfied because that's generally generally how most of my picks go. So, especially when I'm picking like off-brand. Well, crap. You did get uh, what is it? The last game you picked was pretty good. So, well, I had a bunch of stinkers though, like Exist Archive. Uh, what was the last game I picked? Uh, Sorry. Saga, that's right, Romantic Saga 2, that's right, yes. Yes, that game's phenomenal. Yeah. But to me, that's like a AAA game at the same time. Even though it's not, it's not it just feels like it's... It was made by a respected developer at the time, as opposed to, like, Exist Archive, and... Oh, not Exist Archive. <laughs> and, uh, Exist, uh, Trinity, Souls of the by, uh, the fucking, uh, Dynasty Warriors people, I think, so... Uh, that's not super high quality. Uh, 22 bucks on eBay. Oh, that's the Japanese version. Damn it. Don't want that one. Uh, I mean, you could probably... You could get it with either the European version or the NA version, whatever is cheaper, because they both should be in English. About 50 bucks. Uh, let me pull up the PS3 real quick, and I'll tell you the price of it on there. That way you can see if you want to buy it on the PSN store. This would be cheaper. Boxed edition. <laughs> is that a Japanese thing? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we should wrap up the the show so people don't just sit here. Yeah. This is the end, by the way, so if you, you want to turn it off now, you can. Yeah. Uh, but we'll just do our plugs, and then... Uh, Call it. Let's see. What the fuck did I just do with this damn? I guess I closed that thing out. Oh my god! What am I doing with my life? Anyway. Um. Doo -doo -doo. Yes. So next game is I guess Trinity Souls of Zillow after uh, Trails from Zero. Uh, we do have a Discord. Come and join us in discussion at any time or anywhere, as long as you have the mobile app. Um, please just click the link in the description. Uh, let me check for emails. Oh yeah, we, got, we might have some emails. Doug might be in there. Well, Doug the is... only uh, person that talks to us. Well, that's not in the dis Discord. True. Uh, nothing from nobody. Alright. Womp womp. 
There's no questions well, on this game either besides Blaine because, uh, you know, his, they, he had his normal... Uh, we're the only people that play this game in this chat, in this group. Probably a lot. Well, besides like the 2,000 people that uh, rated it on Steam, we're probably the only people that... We might be the only podcast uh, on this game since only a year old. Maybe. Yeah, hey, that'd be cool. Might get some hits for that. Yeah. Um... Well, uh, moving on then. Amazon link. We have a Amazon affiliate link. I don't know that anybody uses it, but hey, great if you do. Uh, it would help us a lot. Give us like 10 cents per purchase or whatever the fuck we get because we don't get a lot of purchases on it. Um, you can also listen to our friends Blaine and James on the Is It Worth It podcast. I do believe they are doing Live Alive next or Live Alive or however it's said. I think it's technically Live Alive, which sounds different. Okay. It does sound fucking weird, but it is Japanese. But I heard it, like, there's a lot of good reviews, and it's, like, really short, because it's just, like, each scenario is kind of, like, you know, a few hours, but I think then they all kind of combine at the end or something. But it, okay. It looked, like, just looking at it, it looks really, really interesting. I was like, why is it, like, Switch only? I was like, maybe eventually it'll come to PlayStation so I get the trophies, so I'm kind of putting it off a little bit. Yeah, I understand that. So... It's like, I don't want to play it again and get the trophies. Like, kind of how we did with uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Like, we played it on, Oh, yeah. We played it on Switch, and then it was like, a year later, it came out on PlayStation. Like, fuck. But at least that game was only five hours as well, where I just got them real quick, so. Yeah, and you played it before, so I don't really have to read the text and shit. Yeah. You can kind of speed through it. Um, let's see. You can also listen to Kevin and Lane on Video Games the Movie. Um, do you all have an episode lined up? Yeah, I still have to watch Assassin's Creed. Oh, that's right. But it's like, as soon as I get home, I want to freaking play uh, Trails, so it's kind of hard. I know it's like probably like an hour and a half movie. I just gotta get, I just gotta do it, you know. Probably my day off next week, I'll do it. Yeah, rip off that band-aid, watch some crap. <laughs> It's like, I don't want to be doing this. I'd rather play fucking trails. It's something I can have fun with. I definitely understand that. Um, but I guess that finishes us off here. So as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.